Welcome to the Prairie City United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. Here's the latest message from Pastor John Bailey. Are you guys doing okay this morning? Are you awake in this space? Are you here with me? That's good. I am so joyed to have you here with me. Last week, we were not here together, but we were on the, on the square, and it was a pleasure to worship with the community here in Prairie City as we all came together, as all the churches came together, every single church was present worshiping together. What a blessing that is for us to live in a community that joins together in those moments. Today, as we think about what it means to hear these scriptures, Let us be alive. Let us hear them with open hearts and open minds to where God is leading us as a congregation. Okay. I was thinking about, as I was thinking through these verses today, I was thinking about a person that I had as a mentor in my life. And this was a mentor who sometimes was soft-spoken, a little, if you would call him stoic, He was reserved in his emotions, and he did not easily go into fits of passion. And I would go and meet with him on different things, and he would teach me what he had learned in his life and ministry. And all of a sudden, in one of the meetings that I had with him, he got very animated, and he started dropping the F word. Can you believe that? I know, I think I just saw somebody clutch their pearls there, but he just started talking about the F word here, the F word there. He was using it in one sentence, sometimes two sentences. He was using the F word and it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable the way that he was talking. And then as I started getting into ministry more, I started seeing churches and being in churches And you know what? I started dropping the F word too. I started saying it as much as possible and talking about it as much as possible. Right? The corny joke is that we're talking about forgiveness today. That's a dad joke for those. It's okay. Okay, there we go, Sharon. By the way, I've been here a few Sundays and I'm going to get you up here preaching sometime, Sharon, because you do a fantastic job. Oh, I don't know. So what we're talking about today is forgiveness. And sometimes the concept of forgiveness, but the understanding of forgiveness is something that we feel a little uncomfortable about. It might even feel as uncomfortable as a preacher saying the F word in the middle of a service, right? It might. But I have to tell you this, that we are people that believe in forgiveness. It is essential to our faith. It is essential to who we are. And so the last few Sundays, you might have realized this, you might have not realized this. I have been talking about what is essential for us to be a healthy church. The first Sunday I talked about vulnerability and our ability to come and be before our congregation and be before our community, open with our hearts and open before God and be vulnerable to where God might lead us. The second Sunday, I talked about your call. What's your purpose? Why are you here? Why are you sitting in the pews? Why do you call yourself United Methodist? Why do you go out into the world as Christians? Your call is essential for you to know it 
and for you to live through it. The Sunday before we, we had our worship service this last week, I talked about healing for us to be a place of healing and for us to understand what it means to be healed. For we all carry stuff along with us, scars and brokenness. And you don't have to look too far to know some pain. And for us to be a sense of healing is essential. And today I'm going to talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness for us to understand it, practice it, and to know it is essential for us to be a healthy church. Now I want you to think about a broken relationship. Have you ever had one? Now we might mean the breakup that happens in a romantic relationship. And sometimes those broken romantic relationships stick with us very long. Somebody said something, somebody did something, and we feel like our relationship, our ability to connect with them has been broken. But maybe it's more like relationships with family. I'm sure none of you have any relationships with family that are broken. I'm sure none of you go to family get-togethers with things that are spoken or unspoken, and they just make things awkward, right? Or maybe it's a broken relationship in community. Maybe there's been something that's happened in the community outside the church, or maybe even the community inside the church. The things have never been put back together. And there's a brokenness there. Can you think about that? Can you think of maybe how that felt to be separated from the other person and how at, at the, at the moment that it happened, it became so important for us to, to say, no, I'm right. And I stand my ground and I'll never give up on this. And then over time, something happens and we start to miss that other person. We start to miss that relationship. We start to miss what could have been and should have been. And the hope that we had when we first had that friend, that coworker that we got along with, that relationship within our family that we yearn to have put back together. It is my belief that our world doesn't always teach, that the culture around us doesn't always teach what it means to forgive. I think sometimes we teach what it means, like Sharon said, to say, I'm sorry but not what it means to forgive. We can be quick with apologies, but apologies aren't enough. For Christ teaches us something different that is more about where our heart is and where we yearn to be in connection with another person. And if we just simply put a band-aid over it, I'm sorry, and move on, that connection will never be made Today, we talk about what forgiveness looks like. And I love what the psalmist does this morning, because way before any of us talked about the physiology of guilt and how it affects our body and how guilt can make our body feel certain ways, you know, even getting an ulcer or feeling sick. The psalmist says, the psalmist says here, the ones whose wrongdoing is forgiven and sin is covered over is truly happy. 
The one the Lord doesn't consider guilty and whose spirit there is no dishonesty is truly happy. There's happiness in them. But when I kept quiet and was in my guilt, my bones wore out. The very physicalness of us in our guilt is wore out. I was groaning all day long, every day and every night. When we hold something against somebody else or we feel guilty about something, it can wear us out. Our very presence can be worn down and it takes a toll on us. But there's something great about that forgiveness. Forgiveness is that, that most important part of our faith. And some of the most important six words that you will ever say in your walk in community and faith is this, I am sorry, or I was wrong. And here's the next three. I forgive you. I forgive you. Have we been people that pronounce forgiveness? I forgive you. So essential for our faith. Paul Tillich, a 20th century Christian existentialist and philosopher and theologian says, forgiveness is an answer, not just a answer, but the answer to the question implied by our very existence. Maybe you like C.S. Lewis, the Christian writer and theologian, who says, to be a Christian is to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. There's something about this relationship. And it causes us to think about where our own guilt is. And as the Bible says, where our own sin is. And often we use the word sin in the church And we forget its meaning. But the people who first would have read the scriptures would have understood. In the Hebrew scriptures, it's shatah, shatah. It's the primary Hebrew word that means to stray from the path. To stray from the path. That there was a path that we were supposed to walk and somehow we strayed from it. In the Greek, it's harmatia. And that means that the Greek word is to miss the mark. This is what I teach confirmation kids. Have you ever shot an archery? Think about pulling back and that there's that bullseye before you. Okay. This was an archery term, the sin. You pull back and you shoot your arrow. Instead of going into the bullseye, it goes somewhere over there. And the sin was the distance between the bullseye and where the arrow landed. That's what it is. God's path for us, God's hope for us is that bullseye. And sometimes we miss the mark. Often we miss the mark. Lord knows I miss the mark. Where God is calling me to be the most faithful person I possibly can be. Now, what is the mark? The mark as Christians, as we think, is that we're moving on to perfection. Perfection, not to be made perfect in everything we do, but to know God's love so perfectly that everything we do is done in God's love. So that everyone we meet and everyone we're involved in knows who God is through our love. And we build strong relationships through that. Because when relationships 
communal, in our family, in our workplace, and in our home life, when they're built on love, they're built on a foundation that is very strong. We see it in the Bible, forgiveness over and over and over again. In fact, it is the concept that is the most spoken about in the Bible. One of the most spoken about concepts. Jesus forgives, calls others to forgive. In, his, in the prayer, the Lord's prayer, it talks about what it means to forgive. It's so essential that in those few lines of a prayer that Jesus says we are to pray, it's in there essential to who we are. It's so essential that in the last few hours, his disciples, he underscores what his teachings are by saying that his body is a body of salvation and a cup of forgiveness. That the cross on his last breath, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And when he met back with them after his death and resurrections, one of his most important commands was to go into the world and forgive others to forgive others for if they're not forgiven, they won't know what it means to be in connection with God. Forgiveness is essential to who we are. And the Bible passage today, we see, we see an instruction on what it means to find white, right relationship with others, right relationship with others. We see the strength in that. The Bible passage says, as Jesus says, that there was an unforgiving servant. What do you do? When there's somebody that has wronged you, what do you do? You go and you talk to them. You talk to them. And often, what we think is so important is a simple misunderstanding. We saw things differently. We hear where they came from. Maybe they had different needs. Maybe they had different wants. Maybe they had different desires in us. They were acting out of something that we didn't understand. And for some reason, their need, their desire, their their hope was unmet. And they acted out of that. Things that we couldn't perceive, didn't understand. We go and talk to them. Now, we don't go and talk to them to recount the events and say, this is what you did wrong. You did this, you did this, you did this. We go as people of faith with open hearts, with love. Now, sometimes the misunderstanding is bigger than that. And we need to go and get others that love that person and take them and be with that person and talk it through. But my problem is, is that often we skip that first step. We don't go talk to the person. We talk around the person. And the only thing we do when we do that is we break relationships further. We think it's going to be worse if we go and talk to the person that will offend them. But really what happens is when we talk around a person, they hear about it, they know about it, and they're doubly offended. So the first thing is we go and we talk to the person with open hearts to hear where they're coming from to understand their path, to understand why they acted as they did, to understand for us to know that we must understand. And then 
We go and find others if it isn't resolved. Not to gang up on the person, but so that they may be mediators to help us in that discussion. And then lastly, if it still isn't resolved, Jesus says, let them be like a tax collector or a Gentile with you. Now, you might read that and think, that means we get to write them off, right? No. For we know how Jesus treated the tax collector and the Gentile. He ate with them. He loved them. They were the first people he went to. He went out of his way to be in their presence. That's what Jesus' plan is. But it all starts with us coming out of where we currently are, our own hurt, our own pain, our own problems, and focusing on where God is asking us to be with others, to understand where they came from, to understand the stressors on their life, to understand the reasons that their desires and hopes and needs may be unmet. My hope is, is that as we are the church, that we start to learn together and practice what it means to have forgiveness. So that the world around us will see through us something radically different and beautiful that is not about divisions, but is about connections and allows us to know who God is. Relationships made right and strong. Go out and forgive for you have been forgiven and all your missed marks and wrongdoing has been made right. You are forgiven. Thanks for listening to the Prairie City United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. If you enjoyed the message you just heard, feel free to share it with a friend. And if you're ever in the Prairie City, Iowa area, we'd love for you to join us for a service. They're held every Saturday night at 6 and Sunday mornings at 9. For directions or to learn more about the church, go to facebook.com slash PCIowaUMC. That's facebook.com slash PCIowaUMC. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.